Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is Necron99. Uh, I mean, Aaron. The movie this week is Wizards from 1977, directed by Ralph Bakshi, written by Ralph Bakshi, starring Bob Holt, Jesse Wells, Richard Romanus, David Proval, and Steve Gravers, with a very, very small appearance from Mark Hamill. Thanks, Mark. I like that on Amazon, it's like featuring Mark Hamill. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's way down in the credits. Yeah, (laughs) it's definitely a like uh, if if he had been more famous that time, he could have been like and Mark Hamill, you know, where they put and. So like, as far as like the release of Star Wars, like what's our time frame on that compared to uh, Wizards? I'm wondering when he must have recorded his small voice part because I mean they're both released in '77. Oh, the same year as Star Wars, though, right? Yeah, so, and I don't know how long the filmmaking of Star Wars took at, uh, when compared to, like, the effects shots that mm. Lucas and his company had to do, and then, you know, all the animation time it would have taken for Ralph Bakshi and his company to do theirs, so who even knows? But I don't think, uh, I don't think they were promoting Wizards as featuring Mark Hamill, even when the movie <laughs> came out, you know? Oh, fair enough. Right. Well, he just played a small, a small fairy, right? Right. Yeah. They even misspell his name in the credits. It's, oh, dang! It's Hamill with a single L. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is Joel, and I picked this movie, but not because I am a big old wizard's head. We do have a member of this team that is big old wizard's heads, and let me—I'll give you a clue. You get three guesses who it is. It's not Sarah. <laughs> dang it! It's not Joel, and it's not Pascal. Oh, hey guys. Um, it, that's right. It's Thomas. It's 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 the cat. Aaron, you have a story. I do. Oh, okay. My one of my friends uh, for my my birthday, uh, he gave me two DVDs. One of them is Logan's Run. The other one is Wizards. Uh, this is because at one point I too had gotten some random sci-fi movie DVDs, and I would gone over to his house and we watched them. So. He, he just was like, yeah, I know you're into this kind of stuff, so here you go. <laughs> and I'd never seen either of them. Like, nice. I knew my par- my parents had a past with uh, Logan's Run. That was a movie that they, like, they used to, uh, you know, back in the early 70s, they used to, well, co- they used to wear costumes, but obviously the culture now is cosplay, but they used to go to big parking garages and run around and do... Uh, uh, I don't know. Logan's run stuff. <laughs> Scare drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, my dad, my dad apparently had like a Sandman costume. Oh, and stuff, cool. So. 
Anyways, that's that's then that's a different movie. Wait, what do you mean a Sandman costume? Have you ever seen Logan's Run? Yeah, I've seen. I watched Sandman. it with you. You know the idea that the the security officers are called Sandman. Oh, I didn't know they were called. Yeah, Sandman. yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. He was dressed like Neil Gaiman's character. Uh, before Neil Gaiman or the guy with the it. gas mask. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he didn't play Dream. Okay. No, he was he was he was a security officer. He was more of a Daniel. I see. Yeah, yeah. Have we done Logan's Run for the podcast? Sorry, this is a tangent. I don't think we have. No, we did that for our lives. We, we haven't done it for the it. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got a nice sweet uh, a sweet Blu-ray copy over there. Oh, tight. Whenever. Well, uh, we're gonna. I, have I to knew watch that was that. one of your favorites because we watched it for like your birthday one time. Yeah. Oh, I I love uh, Logan's Run. Yeah, it's a great movie. By well, the way, well, this well, is this is your birthday present for next year. So oh, thank you. Don't, don't expect any thank present you. or anything. No, I, Joel. Thank you for picking this movie. Um, Wizards, I feel is a huge influence in my life, and I'm very thankful for my friend Jeff for uh, giving me that DVD. The art in this movie is such a trip. Yeah. It is a trip. It uh, is. Um, I, I, I'm just going to put this out there as far as Bakshi films are concerned. Uh, this might be the only one that I've actually seen of his work. I've seen clips of like, you know, the some Hobbit. of some, yeah, I've seen clips of Lord of the Rings uh. and, um, I've seen clips of, uh, of, uh, Cool World and, uh, the very controversial, uh, Cocoon Skin. Is that what it's called? Cocoon Skin, yeah. Cocoon Skin. It's the Spencer from, uh, High and Low. Who's been on this podcast a couple of times? It's one of I don't know if it's a favorite movie of his, but it's one he champions pretty often. You know, um, I have so I haven't I can't say that I'm like a huge Bakshi head, but this movie in particular I flip and love. I I love the concept of like it's like it's both science fiction and fantasy at the same time. Like this 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 whole idea that like technology and magic are these are, are these two like forces butting heads against each other uh, I, I love it it's so much fun and they got some pretty amazing 70s artists uh to to do illustrations for this movie mike plug uh being one of them uh, i cannot recall the name i was going to look it up right now the, the name of the the background artist for the for the animation but uh he did some lord of the rings illustration books uh that my aunt lent me and I remember loving just like all the different scenery that he that he illustrated. Very fine pen pen background uh, work, and uh, I just love amazing. it. Amazing, I love it. Um, uh, the, the very experimental usage of like smoke over these like simplistic animated uh, visuals I just blew my mind away when I saw this. And definitely, I, I have to say it's a it's a major influence in uh in, in the way that I, I I illustrate things. Yeah, for sure, I can see that. I can see that there's a similarity between some of the ways you gesture things when you draw them or some of their expressions or, you know, and I'm not saying it's just like it. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I can see where they could be connected distantly in some way. And, um, yeah, your artwork's awesome. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Thank you. See, yeah. only your goblin work looks very, very similar to some of the goblins in this movie. Thank you. Thank you very much. What I'm saying is, you're a ripoff. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, <laughs> uh, if, even if that's the truth, I, I don't mind saying no. that I ripped off Bakshi. That's all right. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. it sounds like you ripped. If you ripped off anyone, it sounds like you ripped off Plug, right? Oh yeah, more than anyone, more than likely Plug. Though, um, Bakshi took a lot of inspiration from another artist uh, of the era for his animation style in this film. Uh, Von Baudet is the name of the artist. He he did an independent comic book called Junk Waffle, um, and was a he was one of the big uh, comics with an X movement in uh, San Francisco and whatnot. He had a like this like tiny wizard character called Cheech Wizard, mm. who's basically just like legs. And a wizard hat <laughs> on like an orb body kind of a thing. Oh, and yeah. if you look if you look at it, it's very like one of the characters in this movie. Yeah. Like obviously with more limbs and green with a beard and stuff. Yeah. But, but the style stylistically it's very uh That's you, you can cool. see you can see that uh Bakshi had taken a lot of inspiration from Baudet. Oh, even well and then of course there's also the half naked ladies in this film that uh yeah, the the but also like to draw very similar body shape for women, and that's definitely uh, our 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 lead lady in this film. Definitely takes some inspiration from that too. Oh boy! Yeah, we may as well bite the bullet on that right out the bag, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry if I'm rambling at this point, no, but no, uh... <laughs> it's cool. This is a movie that I think Joel picked because he knew that you may have some things to share about it. <laughs> Right, also, and I felt like it was an interesting thing to talk about since uh, when the first time you showed it to me, we got about 20 minutes in, and I was like, we can't watch this anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Uh, I remember, well, the thing is, uh, before showing, because uh, the, the ill-fated day the, that I showed this to uh, Campo and uh, and Joel, uh, I think it had either been the week before, or maybe two weeks before, I had a, had a, like, a board game hangout with a bunch of buds. And I'd thrown this on in the background, and I was getting some pretty fun reactions from it. They were just like, because you know they'd be playing the board game, not paying attention to the TV, and they'd look up and just be like, "Dude, Aaron, the hell is that? <laughs> <You know? laughs> What's happening here?" And yeah. It, and in the, the 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 halcyon days before, please don't send me in outer space. Uh, uh, back when when uh, I would hang out with Joel. Uh, before we sat in front of microphones and talked about movies, when we, we would both actually lived in filters. Yeah, we would both talk about movies still. So and get together and watch them. Yeah. yeah. So so I figured that uh, we would have a nice hangout sesh and watch that, and uh, it was disastrous. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, that's kind of like the the original the like origin story of this podcast because it's like I was into movies. Yeah. And I knew you knew a bunch of weird like movies and fantasy titles and like had all these connections, and obviously you're a super fun guy to like Aww. have a conversation with. So it's like okay. I think we got a thing here. Sorry. Sorry, kid. Hold on. I got a kitten on my lap who just wants to jump on a computer. She's real cute, guys. Girl. She's a smooth, cute operator. Yeah, she's not as yappy as the other ones. So I don't know if you'll hear her on the podcast, at least not for a while. She's a silent beauty. But eventually, she'll be up there. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and, and I'm thinking back to that day, you know, sitting like, because I think we were at yeah. your, your parents' house. We right? were at my parents' house, yeah. Yeah. And I was not prepared to just jump into a movie the way I am now. <laughs> yeah. Like, if anything, this, as Sarah has stated before, this podcast has kind of wor- worn us all down to it's like, oh, I don't know what we're getting into, but we're watching this. <laughs> like, yeah. I can, I can count the number of times on one hand where we've been like, you know, 20 minutes into a movie that we didn't know what it was, and we're like, okay, we need to turn this off because it's 
Oh yeah, I'm not going to be able For to do one anything. One reason or another, it's yeah. just too difficult. But most of the time, we get through it. Yeah, yeah. and go along. But uh, I, I was under the impression that I was not going to like the animation in the movie because I don't like the way the Hobbit looks. Like the specifically, I think that's. Are we talking the Ranklin Boss? Yeah, yeah, uh, Hobbit. And so I, like, I was thinking that was was Bakshi. Mm-hmm. And it's not right. It's yeah, no, that is that is uh, the same the same animation team that w- did uh, Thundercats. Okay. Well, you think I would like it then? No, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> well, if it's not for you, it's not for you, dude. Don't stress. No, I didn't have any problem with the animation in this one. Uh huh. Except I, I just really cannot stand the way he draws women. Like, yeah, he's it's very. I mean, there's no sugarcoating it. It's just, it's just out, just right out exploitive. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's sexist. Like, oh, there's, yeah. no, there's no two ways about it. Like this interpretation of like uh, this woman's gotta have large breasts and she's always gotta have hard nipples. So let's let's. That's I mean that's women, oh, right? Yeah. Right, guys, I, right, right. I definitely don't advocate it if if uh, if that means anything to you. Yeah, I've never n- noticed hard nipples on any of the goblins. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you noticed that. That that wasn't present. <laughs> yeah, there's something kind of nostalgic about the way that women are represented in this. It's like um, there was a moment in time in the 70s where there it's past the free love movement. But there's this, like, raunchy comedy of, like, the National Lampoon and stuff, and the, and it honestly reminded me some of, like, dirty comic strips that I saw, probably far too young than I should have been to see, but, you know, the kind of things that they would throw into, like, a Playboy or something, like, mm. and not the story itself and the art that the concepts and everything are amazing, but specifically the girl I found to be kind of a caricature bimbo. Yeah. That is just there to kind of be an object and to be something for kind of a male fantasy, maybe like, I don't know. I don't know what the, how this story came together or anything, but, um, well, I mean, there's no denying lines where where one of our main characters, Avatar, is is or she she's pleading with him to like save the realm, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just sitting in bed, and he's like, "Why don't you just stand, or why don't you just sit right there, you know, right in that pose there for a while, and I'll think about it." And it's obviously, you know, the camera goes back to her, and it's just like her boobs are just like you know the only thing in frame, and it's just like, okay, right, yeah, <laughs> you that, can't, and you at can't that deny moment- that. I was confused, and I thought that he was her father's character. Yeah! Her father character had just been killed, it turns out. But at the moment that happened, I was like, I mean, it's gross anyway, but it was like, wow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We just watched Cat People. Joel and I just watched the uh, 80s. Yeah, I've I've seen Cat People before. (laughs) Oh, we were I could see your concern almost immediately oh if that's the father. No. <laughs> Based on that, just that sentence alone. Yeah. Yeah, it was good because Sarah kept going, 
are they brother and sister? And I, ke- <laughs> I kept going, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I knew. You I knew. knew the answer. <laughs> oh. We could do cat people sometime. Too, the <laughs> sure, other yeah. Uh, actually, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Isn't there a car, magical car involved in that as well? I don't remember. I just remember. What are you fly- talking about? Okay, no, no, never mind. I might be thinking of a different movie You're then. You're thinking of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. No, no. <laughs> Which also has a brother and sister and sister. No! Oh, right? oh, no. Don't be gross. <laughs> oh. I, I, you, you broke me, Joel. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, having said all that, I don't have an issue with, like, nudity or scantily clad women and things. I just think that sometimes it gets a little tired when it's like, when it's like all the women yeah. are only like basically supporting characters for the men or whatever. I totally agree with you. And I think, um, I think that is definitely a flaw in this movie for sure. But I mean, also, I mean, you, there's so many other arguments you can make that it's a piece of the time. I, yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've ever read any Bukowski, but I I thought of Bukowski, um, the book Women that he wrote. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy, mm-hmm. um, raunchy, and kind of yeah, just sexist and kind of I don't know. In my opinion, I don't know who out there would care, but yeah, it's definite. I got the impression that the older man wizard in this movie had kind of a Bukowski vibe towards this young whatever she's supposed to be. It's definitely supposed to be like a a hippie-ish like, like, yeah, whatever man, let's just lay back and have sex we don't have to I don't have to do this wizarding stuff. Oh, they keep wanting to push me to go fight my, my evil brother or whatever. Yeah. That wizard just wanted to get stoned and, you know, fool around or whatever. Smoke, smoke stogies with his toes. Yeah. But. Be like, hey, Mr. President, get out of here. I got to fool around with your daughter. Having said all that, <laughs> I think that it's pretty cool. I think that it's I, pretty awesome. There are some visuals in here that I think are just quite magical and yeah. something that you don't, you just don't see anywhere else. Like. Yeah, totally. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh. And ahead of its time, too. I think, you know, before heavy metal, before, like, anything else that has, oh yeah, like, a mature-themed uh, animated movie. I mean, I don't know if there's anime from this time period that would be similar, but I doubt it. I doubt it, yeah. I mean, there may be some that's for a mature audience, but I've, I've never seen it. And I'm not saying I don't think it exists, but this specific story seems very unique to me. I just wouldn't know, yeah. I wouldn't even know what to compare it to. I mean, he'd already... I I feel like he'd already done Fritz the Cat before this. Hmm. So, yeah. And I'm sure there were... like, Like I said, like... You were saying like the the crumb era stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And like you look at the way crumb draws women and, and oh yeah, and stuff like that. That's that's obviously would be an influence on him. But I do, um, I dig this movie not as like an animated movie in the way that I would dig a Disney movie, you know, with a a full fleshed out story and 
a consistency of animation throughout. I dig this as like a uh, a collage, you know, with that yeah the, the still anim you know just drawings with the voiceover going on and uh, the the funky music. Right. Well, as I recall, uh, your first viewing of this movie, we couldn't even make it past the exposition in the beginning of the film. We at least got to Hitler. Oh, did we at least get to Hitler? Yes. Is that when we turned that's it off? That's when I drew the... The yeah. line? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, that's some pretty br- brutal imagery that they just kind of <laughs> throw right at you. I mean, just kind of, it comes out of nowhere. Like, yeah. they are... The you know the whole beginning of the story is like the world has been destroyed for war. We don't know what time period that happened, but mm-hmm. they had you know. It's a little iffy thousands. as far as the the, the time frame. Like yeah. they said, maybe like two million years after after we blew up the planet, and then there was another three thousand years of peace they is mentioned. Some, they threw some math at us <laughs> yeah. in the beginning, and I was like, wait a minute though, because there was a three thousand years, and then there was three thousand years later. Yeah. And then, and then, and then five years ago, no, yeah, no, yeah, four or five hundred years. years. Yeah, and then somebody was suddenly studying magic for five thousand years, and you're like, "No, wait a minute, wait, 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 yeah." But you only existed maybe three thousand years ago. <laughs> I, I was like, maybe I don't understand, but no, I think I think that was a hiccup. <laughs> we yeah. need, we need to write down a clear timeline, like actually like, <laughs> write it down for ourselves. This is this is when they started practicing the magic, and it was before they even uh, rallied together in that <laughs> before way. Before he was born, he was doing magic. <laughs> so the the whole reasoning behind. Uh, uh, black, what was the black wolf? Is that what his name? Is? Uh, there were there were well there were there were two wizards. Right, I know Avatar. One of them's Avatar. Uh-huh. This is the, the 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 good wizard, the last Airbender. Av- Avatar, the last Airbender. Uh-huh. And then we have Blood Wolf. Blood Wolf, right. who apparently grew with skeleton arms. Yep, he's he's got the boniest arms. And that's <laughs> I mean that's a that's a birth defect. The yeah, poor guy, it's not his fault. Yeah. Well, like right off the bat, the dude didn't have a chance first time you see both of them it's like like yeah, here's avatar the yeah, exactly. ba- here's avatar baby he's the good one yeah that he's lady. a he's positive pl- polarity the queen of the fairies was immaculately concepted conception i don't even know how to say that as a as an action anyways she Conceived. has a she has suddenly gives birth to children that she didn't appear to be pregnant with beforehand and in a daze too like she's just kind of like yeah. not going up to my house got to give birth <laughs> she got struck by lightning directly in the womb and <laughs> she gave birth to a two god a, babies two like they knew right away these were spe- these were wizards these were special babies that's right one of them look at their faces goodness, they're wizards <laughs> was a positive attracting energy and the other one was a piece of like, just, just look at that! Ba- look at that ugly baby! On didn't you. have a chance. <laughs> didn't have a chance. Like nobody. Like, like, like. Think of it. I mean, the may- maybe he was crafted to be evil because people were like, "No, oh, you got negative energy, man." Yeah, I'm just not feeling it from that baby. That baby's good. That baby, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, was there no choice in this matter? Like, you're just a bad baby. Oh, well, you know, then the good baby's all doing magic tricks for mom to entertain her, and the other baby's hurting animals. Like, well, okay, he's a serial killer. Okay. Was yeah. she just bedridden for life after that? Because I got the feeling. It looked like they were entertaining her and while she laid down and rested. She was pretty much pictured 
in bed ever since their birth. Like yeah. Sapped their energy or something. Yeah. Those illustrations are awesome. I'm a big I'm a big fan of Plug. He's a real cool dude. They're awesome. And it's like the style of them and everything. They they got a lot of mileage out of the drawings and and they didn't overuse them, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that yeah, it they were there was enough there and depth that it that it made it look cool to stay on them. The camera panning that they also did on yeah. it, I think was it was it was really fun to to view that. Yeah. And um there was even some like very limited plug animation too. Like a couple scenes where they had a, that the a blood wolf drawing and they had they'd made the eyes move a little bit oh, which yeah. which was pretty cool. Yeah. It was. That was cool. Yeah, I'm all about that. I, 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 I feel like a lot of it was done like on a on a gray or some sort of tannish paper, mm-hmm. and then and then they'd use like some like white pastels, uh, pastels or, or yeah. something to get some cool effects. Like uh, when when the uh, their mother's mother passed away, though it is a very painful moment in the movie. It's like it's beautiful seeing how her hair was kind of like falling, falling on the bed. Down. Yeah. yeah, I I think so too. Oh, Do you guys have like a a favorite character from this movie? Hitler. No. Uh, <laughs> Hitler played by himself. It's not. No. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but he is uncredited on IMDb as playing himself. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, IMDb. I was looking through IMDb because I wanted to see who the narrator was because she's yeah, not. I saw it that. doesn't seem like she's a voice actress. No, she definitely has a very monotone voice. I was kind of half jokingly saying, like, as we were watching the movie, I was like, somebody just handed her a joint, she puffed on it, and then mm-hmm. was like, here's a script, and she just read it, like... <laughs> this is gonna sound terrible, but yeah. her style of reading the narration reminded me kind of of uh, Joanna Newsom's in Inherent Vice... The narration oh, that yeah, she yeah. does. I I've never seen she's that. She's got an excuse because she's like trying to hold back her accent, right? Because that actress is... Uh, wait, wait. Which one's Joanna Newsom? She's a heart musician and she sings and... She was she was a small character in the movie Inherent Vice. She's not the one doing the voiceover, is she? Yeah. I thought it was the actress from Alien uh, Covenant. No. No, she was the love interest, right? And the crazy, like, disappearance and stuff. Mm. The narrator in this seems like she might be... Yeah, we don't know who she is, but she's seen it all and knows about it. (laughs) Campo just sent me a uh, a very provocative image of Eddie Brock as Venom that he drew. Just oh boy! <laughs> I don't know if I want to hurt your eye. <laughs> oh, that's kind of like um, uh, she's into it right now, guys. What is that video game where the the witch like uses her hair to fight? You know what I'm talking oh. about? Oh. Um, you're talking about Bayonetta. Uh, Bayonetta. Yeah, that's kind of that. Yeah, she's all, she's shipping the Eddie yeah. Brock Venom. Hey, thing we got to put that on the real website hard right now, now, so that's fine. That's good. She's shipping it, guys. 
Uh, I so in this movie they do a lot of things where they like superimpose images of like actual like footage of people riding on horseback or like I don't know if they're drawing it or they're just like using the background image or rotoscoping it or whatever and then like no, drawing drawing images like horns over it to make yeah, it look more more fantasy esque. Right. Yeah, there's some of that going yeah. on for sure. Yeah, I mean, did you, did it look like rotoscoping to you or did it just look like footage? It looked like rotoscoping. Like, they took the footage, and then they were kind of editing it, as you mentioned. I remember there being, like, a lot of, like, neon color, like, uh, circles for eyes and a giant, like, red orb for a mouth kind of a thing going on there. And as you'd mentioned, some, like, definite horns, uh, like, drawn, being being uh, thrown in there. Um, I haven't seen it, so I can't really speak for it, but I've, uh, from my understanding, Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings also has some of this rotoscoping stuff going on for the orcs and stuff like that of that nature it's supposed to be like the people but they're yeah interesting and neither of you guys have seen cool world i've seen clips of it i've had it explained to me i've watched a couple youtube videos about it and i just didn't really have a desire i well i'm not gonna lie when i was a kid i had a real big desire to see it yeah that's another movie i watched about 20 minutes of and i was like i gotta turn this off I watched Cool World several times, not that long after it came out, and I kind of liked it when I was a kid. I mean, I haven't seen it in years, and I imagine there's maybe some stuff I take issue with now, but (laughs) back then, I remember finding it entertaining. I don't know who it was made for specifically, but... Um, Maybe for Ralph Bakshi. <laughs> yeah, pretty, well, honest. Let's be honest here. I think Ralph Bakshi makes films for himself. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much based just on like, his interests or yeah, you know, just like Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he makes good ones at least <laughs> things things that I want to watch. <laughs> no, I have an interest in watching the Lord of the Rings. I just haven't sat down and done it yet. Um, I might even watch some of his other stuff, like, as you mentioned, Cool World and, and, and whatnot. I, I don't know if I'm ever going to watch the cat one, though, Fritz the Cat. I don't, I don't, don't want to see cartoon animals being sexual yeah, ever. It's uh, not. Not for me, but I'm not going to judge it, you know? Yeah. I'm sure people like it, but it's just not for me. I don't like to see cartoon humans being sexual, so animals definitely not, like, anthropomorphized or what. There's a, you know, <laughs> that stupid extreme version of Spawn in the 90s. Oh, I never saw that. Well, my like, mom would always turn off HBO or whenever it would come on. So well, I'll let you know. I missed out. In the HBO section on Amazon, uh-huh. it's listed under late night. Oh. Sarah, do you want to watch some late night Spawn? Mm-hmm. You're saying it's a sexual. Sexual spawn. In the very first episode, it's uh-huh. like uh, there's some big fat like mob boss guy, and he's just got two women that are like uh, topless and, and doing things with oh. each other. I'm like, I guess this is what I'm watching now. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a radical '90s dude. <laughs> Do you ever watch the Max cartoon? No, actually, I didn't watch any of that. Like, I never watched the Max. I didn't watch Aeon Flux. I didn't watch uh, any of that stuff on I MTV. Did. Campo Campo has had the Max on uh, on tapes. I watched some of that. It's real good. It's actually really good. Aeon Flux uh, gave me nightmares as a kid. My one of my babysitters was watching it, and I was like shell shocked from it, like completely. I'm, 
I was really into that too. I was really into Cool World for a little while, and I was really into Aeon Flux. But I now, now I think it was just like that. It, I found it fascinating because it was so different from every kind of animation or drawing that I'd seen before. Oh yeah. Like I don't think I really would like it that much now, but. I think that it was just kind of revolutionary for me at the time that there were different ways you could draw people or eyes or whatever. Like, it was a totally different style. Yeah, that whatever the animation team was, they were doing like an Alexander the Great oh. uh, anime or cartoon or whatever it was that I was like super into, but I don't think they ever finished it or I just didn't get to see the whole thing. It was like on... Uh, Toonami or something like, not Toonami, uh, whatever the late night version of that was. I had that one on, a uh, VHS, actually. Which, which one, the Alexander the Great one? Yeah, I don't think it was called that, but it, that was pretty much the premise. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the character was Alexander, Alexander the Great, I don't know yeah. what the, I don't remember what the name was, but I dug that animation. What's the name of the, the guy who does the Max, Sam? That'd be Sam Key. Sam Key. He's another person who has a women drawing issue. <laughs> Well, I see. I, I also agree with you that that no, actually. I, well, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from here. But, yes. But but I I actually think that uh, that the that the lady in the Max is actually more empowering, in my opinion, than uh, or is more empowered than well, presented I, here in, I think in Wizards. Yeah, that's like I just mean like in general as like a drawing. If you saw a picture. Of his interpretation of of women commonly, mm-hmm. you know, or like in his comic, which yeah. is like my inner bimbo or something. Yeah, like he, he gets into there's that, that book. stuff, so he's aware of his like his way of dealing with the women. That um, yeah. <laughs> somebody, well, somebody all I'll says, say, all yeah. I'll say is that the lady in the Max the, that she actually yeah. is like like the most powerful character in the story. I like, see. F- far preceding any other character. Uh, so actually, in it, yes, yes, I, I will definitely agree that it is definitely exploitive, but I, I feel that, that, as you mentioned, that he's aware of that and, ha- and had made... Uh, well, even from the beginning, apparently, that had been the whole purpose but uh, of it was that she was the most powerful character, but he definitely sure. has a very... There's a t- there's a body type that he's really into. That's yeah. that's for sure. Okay, <laughs> and he draws he draws ladies like to that to hey, that every, type. Everybody has a body type they're into. I just you know. Do you ever hear the, that? My inner bimbo though. I I've never read that, so I can't really speak for for that particular book. Well, I have a copy. I'll lend it. I was gonna say, do you ever get people? This is kind of related since we're talking about the you know animation in this movie and the style that women were portrayed in but um have you ever like since you've worked with comics for a while like have you ever had people say anything to you about it being offensive or something or that like oh i've had the whole spectrum yeah i've had people that 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 feel it's empowering uh Uh the exploitive nature of, of ladies in comics i've had people you know explain to me that that it's not, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. I, I think I think just just how we interpret art, like in general, you know, th- there are just people, some people that would that would love this painting you have, you know, up in your in your house, Sarah, and then some that would be so upset, right? You know, like it's the same it's the same way with comics too. Like what what I what I find to be amazing, someone else might not, you know. 
And I, I the same way with with how ladies portrayed in the books themselves too. Now I, I feel though that a lot of a lot of people in the industry right now are are trying really hard to make take steps uh, away from the exploitive nat- nat- uh, the exploitive way that ladies are portrayed in comics. Some people are. Well, yeah. let's not get into yeah. it. Um, but th- there are those that are upset about it. I guess I don't. I I haven't really thought about it before that it may be upsetting to some people. I remember telling somebody once that I was really into graphic novels for a while and yeah. I was collecting them and and they were like graphic <laughs> like <laughs> like that was a bad word. Yeah, because graphic means that uh things are shown. I guess I don't know. <laughs> no, but the word "graphic" you use for like graphic design, like it, but a it's, graphic, right? But if you could refer to a TV show as having graphic com- content, and they mean like violence or or sexual things, as things of sexual nature. Oh, that darn English language and the multiple meaning behind words. Uh, yeah, it's every irritating. time I was using a piece of graph paper, I was like, ooh, no. It's happened to me at work, too, Sarah, where I've had people come in and be like, graphic novels? Are these okay for my son? <laughs> you know? No, they are not. So this movie, Wizards, eh? Yeah. Well, I think I think uh, all this talk about comics and whatnot is actually really important, because I, I feel that that was one of Bakshi's major influences for this film, is definitely comic art. Uh, I don't think Wizards would exist without it, to be honest with you. <laughs> Is the is the artist that did the concept art the one that does the fairies book that oh, I've of, seen? Um, There's like a a book of illustrated fairies from like the seventies, I think. Oh, maybe. I'm not, I'm unaware of that book. I'll have to check that one out. What do you think of the story, Sarah? Okay, straight up. I thought there was a lot of cool ideas going on both in the making of the visuals of this movie and of the story. And I think there were a lot of different ideas going on at once. Um, and, you know, maybe one illustrator had a concept and another illustrator was animating that concept. I'm not sure. And then maybe there was one person who was writing how this was going to go. And there was another person voicing how it was going to go. And maybe, I don't know, maybe the dialogue got changed. But it seems to me that it's an entertaining movie to watch. But the story for me had a couple of spots that were, like, a little bit difficult to follow. And... Breaking it down to the Nazis, it, it basically after they tell us the history of this world and that, you know, the good wizard is going to have to fight the bad wizard, which I think the art of both of those wizards is really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the girl who's coming along and the elf that he brings with him. Um, I think that part's all cool. I do kind of like the idea of the projector, though. I, yeah. 
The projector is a theme that's almost like it's in the story and it's also part of the story. It's like it's um let me see what I'm trying to say. It's a part of the movie, but it also makes you feel like visually there's another dimension to the movie as a viewer because they do stuff like rotoscoping and showing like real video of things and stuff. But I feel like there's so much, so many ideas that could be explored like in so many different ways that that's kind of inspiring and cool. I, I do think there's a little bit of a difficult to follow part of it, but I, I don't know. I think it's definitely entertaining. I feel like the, I mean, when, it, to explain what's going on, the bad guy, Blood Wolf, digs up the past after technology's been outlawed and banned for millennia, and he brings up a bunch of World War II stuff, and he finds that uh, anytime he's tried to attack av- the Avatar side of thing, which is the, the fairies that aren't mutated and the dwarves that aren't mutated, and it's like all these mutants, apparently, they're, the mutants are bad automatically, that they've gotten to the point where the fight starts, but then everyone will just, like, go back home rather than continue fighting. And so Bad hasn't had the momentum. So he uses... Nazi propaganda, like swastikas in this movie, and there's a part where there's like a an animal corpse hanging from a ceiling that that's being eaten, and it turns around and it's got Star David on it. So like he's even bringing, although they never name check Jews or Jewish people in the movie, that obviously that's a symbol that he was using as like part of the propaganda thing. And then actual video footage of Hitler and, you know, what Nazis marching and stuff like that. And I, I guess what we're supposed to get from that is that, like, this was finally inspiring enough to his army yeah. to push them to attack, along with the new mechanical weapons that they had. You know, they have tanks and bomber jets and, and actual well, explosions. He, he was having problems rallying his troops. They had collected all this technology... But his generals were still kind of like iffy about 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 really about like, combat. I don't know about her. But it wasn't until they saw that Nazi footage and everyone organized marching, uh, you know, to their one extreme leader that uh that they that they too wanted to apparently copy that. It's so weird. It's imitated like, or something. I, I know he's trying to go for you know direct symbolism, direct allegory. Yeah. And it just doesn't work that way because it's not... At some point, they they just kind of drop this whole Nazi thing and it just becomes about technology versus magic, right? And yeah. Good versus... We go, we go back to the, 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 base, the basis of that, yeah. yeah. And when he's like project... Like they are, like Sarah said, they're literally using a, a movie projector to put images into the sky so that the enemies are like so perplexed that they can be destroyed well I, I think that's powerful imagery because first of all they've never experienced anything like that you know they, they have never seen anything projected i would say though though the the world of magic i'm sure has imagery and things like that i could only imagine seeing something projected blasted across the sky <laughs> oh, i, I get it it's just that mass like, hallucinatory 
sort of image. It's not Hitler image at that point. It's like war machine image. Yeah. So it like just drops it at some point. Yeah. And that's that's not a part of the story anymore. And they 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 after that point, I feel like they do kind of craft a an a a fun adventure. You know. Yeah. They, your your favorite you were asking a long time ago i think it's like <laughs> been 30 minutes since you asked who our favorite character yeah I, I just was, i was interested if there were any of these any of these characters that you found interesting i like the little gelfling guy whatever his do you know what that character's name was? i have no idea guy with a sword who's over El, a little elf guy and at one point calls a woman a slut <laughs> that freaking line is out of nowhere it's not good it's not good That's, yeah that I kind of saw it coming um, in the subtext of what was happening. Sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he just... And, I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff that's going on in the movie. But she randomly jumps into this tank of the enemy in her, like, nighty or whatever. After killing somebody, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then when they see her... He, instead of saying traitor, instead of saying villain, instead of saying I hate you, he says slut. It's just like, what? Whoa. Like, wait, wait, did he, did she sleep with somebody that you're aware of? Like, does that even matter? (laughs) Yeah. It's such a loaded word. It is so crazy. There's no such thing. But that, that is totally something that back in the day women would get called for no reason like and <laughs> it's like if and somebody, this is a prime example of that yeah. too it's like traitor if, would have been a much more appropriate word or 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 uh, betrayer if you right if somebody ran into your car and you got out and you're <laughs> like what <laughs> like wait what <laughs> it is out of nowhere <laughs> but it's like someone did run into my car today. Exactly. I should have called, the called them. The first thing that ran through my head was because of how she's dressed. Because, like in my mind, I was thinking, okay, he was cool with her when she was dressed like that when she was with them. But when she jumped in the tank of the enemy, she was then a slut because she was dressed like that? I don't know. I don't I know. Don't there's even no, think so. The, the context no is incorrect. rationalization of it. I um, mean, like, he, if he had called her even a, a bitch, yeah. it would have been a more context-appropriate insult. Yeah, even though that's another bad insult. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, like, I, don't, but yeah. I have to say, this line is just out of nowhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> despite the betrayal or... Captain or, America being like, slut, slut. and then yeah. pun- punching the red skull. Yeah. No, no, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna experience that ever, you know? It's like... Uh, I, no, guys, <laughs> she's not a slut. She was brainwashed. <laughs> oh, yeah, and don't, don't, oh, don't, don't, don't even worry. Oh, you brainwashed by our, the bad guy. I'm sorry yeah. I called you a slut. Yeah, he's a, he doesn't... He <laughs> See, doesn't. that would have been so amazing if we had that line... <laughs> He doesn't apologize. He just goes, "Hey, Avatar." Turns out she wasn't a slut after. No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> oh boy! I, I need to wash my mouth out. <laughs> I, my my favorite character is Necron ninety nine, hands down. Uh, who's that, Aaron? Oh, he's the dude in the red suit who just 
kind of kind of fumbles around <laughs> like he's animated just kind of like awkwardly moving around and like rides a a, a, a two-footed beast mm-hmm. uh but I, I like his buds too like at the beginning of the movie when yeah. uh when he's blood gonna- blood wolf has has all three of the mercs go out? I think he must kill those guys, right? Yeah, they, they gone, they like, gone because your favorite character, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill introducing himself right before he gets shot. Part, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hey guys, I'm your friend Mark. Ah! <laughs> oh, what'd you think of that creature that was attacking the elf too? Kind of came out of nowhere. The holographic eyes. Oh, like the spider thing. Yeah, yeah no, that was no, pretty that was cool. Still- that scene was like really interesting because he's like, I don't know how he ended up in that like chamber. Sure. Like he like touched something and like ended up in yeah some place that was just full of like colored smoke well, and swinging inf- his sword at nothing. They had infiltrated Blood Blood Wolf's castle at this point, right? Oh no, no, think, no. Or was this out in the woods? That was when that was when the fairies kidnapped the girl after their leader got shot. Okay, he like ran off to try to find her, and he ended up like oh. in some sort of weird pit. Or okay. not even a pit. I don't even know what it was. But. Yeah. Like, if we tried to explain, like, individual scenes of this movie, it would be incredibly difficult. Like, oh, yeah. It's so hard to understand if you're... Yeah, I'm, like, thinking about the part where the Nazis have, like, the prostitutes and stuff, and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense to describe through, like, my voice. <laughs> um, this was not meant for human speech. But I did make a joke and say, is this gonna be, like, Night Porter all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, the fairy's dancing on a yeah. table, and then, like, I don't know, somebody's <laughs> like, boo, or whatever, and she has to, like, lower one strap. Like, okay. Oh, yeah, that part, yeah. Like, yeah, what's going on, guys? I like the idea of magic being so complex that, that it, or, yeah, that it could just be it is essentially their technology at this point. I, I, I like I like some of the some of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's cool in it. There's like a lot of ideas, and I think like the symbolism of like the bad guy being the wolf, and like maybe the innocence being like sh- like lambs or sheep or something. Yeah. I like that too, and I think. Um, there's like a Wizard of Oz type thing too, with oh, like yeah. the magic of the movie that he's playing for them. That's like an illusion um, that he's controlling them with. I don't know. There's a lot. I mean, it, there are seriously a lot of directions it could have gone in. And you were talking about the person who did the background art too. Yeah, I wish I knew that artist. That- I, I I can't recall. That's amazing. That oh, yeah. artwork is amazing. The line work's so intricate and beautiful. And it's like it's like three seconds. Yeah. There it is. Three seconds later, something else. And it's like, wow, okay. Like it must have taken weeks to get all those lines, you know, like all worked out and everything, just so that like Necron Necron ninety nine could just like awkwardly shamble across the screen. You know what? <laughs> I loved that. I loved that they had the action moving through some of those yeah. scenes and some of the parts. It was like cell animation over that background that yeah. had been drawn, and it looked really awesome. And I thought I thought that was cool. So yeah, there's definitely some pros and cons of this movie, but I think overall. My experience is pretty positive. Yeah, like I, I definitely feel pretty influenced by the by the by the art. Uh, I mean, 
I mean, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, the, the whole the, a lot of the sexism behind here is pretty, is a drag, uh, like a major drag for sure. And even after a while, like kind of seeing this continual Nazi footage is just kind of like, yeesh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it is, but 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 it's supposed to meet those those war themes, right? Like yeah. it's it's like yeah. a ten minute chunk of the movie. Yeah. It's not like the whole movie. This yeah. movie's only an hour and twenty minutes long, but so that is a good a good chunk. 10 yeah, minutes is, but it really like at some point you just kind of forget it was even. A That's thing, true. So. That's true. You kind of like, I I kind of like that the wizard that's good is the underdog and he's like this little guy who is kind of just seems harmless. Oh, totally. And that that is cool. I do like that. Um, uh, that's uh, Bob Holt doing a Columbo impression. <laughs> I looked it up and that's Seriously? why he was hired because he could do a good Columbo impression. I love Colombo. <laughs> I seriously love Colombo so much. I have like the entire series and it's dorky, ne- but I love Colombo. During the next Summer of Love, can we watch your favorite Colombo episode? Dude, yeah. That'd be way fun. I'm sorry, guys. I have some evil plans for the next Summer of Love. Oh. But uh, maybe we could do a special. Watch it. A, a Colombo special. I would love to do a Colombo special. Me too. For the Patreon exclusive Columbo oh. episodes. Ooh. Oh, down. Ooh. I'm down. Maybe we could pick like different episodes from different TV shows we like. Yeah. That would be cool. That'd be crazy. Just you imagine. I'd like know. to watch some Hercules with you guys. <laughs> the, the problem with Necron. <laughs> yeah. Is that, first of all. What's he, your problem with my favorite character? He gets his name changed to Peace. Well, I mean, think about it though. Like, his name was changed to Peace because, uh,. Avatar wanted to, you know, have a very heavily handed uh, uh, alteration in his character. <laughs> I-, I have a feeling the Necron 99 is like a robot, right? I got that feeling. It looks like a robot. Because he was getting, he was getting I-, I believe he was being reprogrammed by Avatar. Yeah, when he, when he, he was fighting this quote unquote of- dies, his like signal goes back to the castle. <laughs> and then. When he actually dies in the movie, he just kind of deflates, which yep. I think is funny. Well, he's he's like, I think it's like supposed to be like a golem. Yeah, I got that too. Yeah, there's some there's some Tolkien influence, and it seems like maybe there's some Watchmen influence too. Or you would know more what comic oh. books it may well, reference. Well, I, I was just I was checking Mike Plug's uh, artistic history here in, on wikipedia real quick and it mentions that he actually did do work on the lord, lord of the rings film for bakshi as well oh okay. um there's a team member yeah so i'd be interested in watching that maybe we should uh look into that not for the podcast just for he was also ourselves. production designer on the michael jackson moonwalker by the way dang mike plug That's no cool. <laughs> I could see Michael Jackson being like, I want the best person, and I think this is the best person. Uh, also, Plug most notably did artwork for the Ghostbusters film, nice. and John Carpenter's The Thing. Nice. So a lot of the little, like, upside-down head creatures crawling I gotta, everywhere. I gotta see Mike this Plug. stuff. Yeah, it's it's real sweet. It's I wonder if sweet. there's a book for The Thing. You know how they make, like, big production oh, yeah. books? John Carpenter's The Thing book would be so bomb. That would be amazing, yeah. 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 Listeners, write in today if you want a The Thing 
Now, what are we going to do? Never mind, listeners. Don't listen to me. Just send Joel a copy. Oh, please when send are, me a copy. When are we going to watch more sci-fi movies with scantily clad men in them? Yeah. You mean like Desert Warrior 2? Uh, I think there's a lot of scantily clad women in... Like Zardoz. In... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only the sexiest scantily yeah. clad men. Sean Connery, <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. I'm just... It's in my head right now. I'm just uh, thinking about all that, all that Sean Connery on the screen. Falling down the hills. <laughs> yep. Just, uh, just struggling. <laughs> have there been other movies? I guess in uh, the science the fiction the, genre the has. The sorcerer had a. Uh, <laughs> science fiction genre has some pretty exploitive, experimental male clothing. We should probably make some type of list. <laughs> I'll hang in there. Yeah. I just think I'll, 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 I'll think through my database, Sarah, and come up with a, <laughs> uh, come up with one for you. I'm not saying we need more male nudity. I'm just saying it would be it would be equal if we had some Terminator. I was just true. thinking it would be Terminator. Really, right? uh, recently, I've been thinking it would be really funny to do a '90s or '80s style action movie. Where instead of like a situation where a woman's breast would be revealed, because it always happened like randomly in eighties movies, yeah, just a guy's dick. There's <laughs> like four or five scenes with different guys just with their dicks out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my like, god! Runs, runs out of the bathroom with no his penis. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> like in Die Hard or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that needs to happen. I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed that no one's done that yet. That'd be like that's like the great yeah the way to like balance the scales, so to speak. You know, yeah. I mean, that's I feel like people have the the like an equality policy now. Like let's 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 lean back the other way. Like it doesn't have to be. I'm not looking for equality. I think you guys owe a lot. Yeah, (laughs) no, totally. There's a huge tab here. Not that not audience do not. Do not. Okay, never mind. Can you make a, a male nudity science fiction film for Joel? So wizard, Mail us in huh? at. Uh... <laughs> Joel wants to see. <laughs> so you, well, you know what wiz- movie Wizards reminded me the most of? What's that, Joel? Crawl. Orale. Because, you know, they go on a journey. I mean, that's kind of Lord of the Ringsy type thing. Yeah. Yeah, they got like that, that going on. But the quest. We yeah. must do the quest. They, you know, de- when they defeat the the evil guy at the end, the whole thing crashes to the ground, and then they're like at a new, like beautiful land, and it's oh, like, yeah. ah, that'll be your kingdom now. Like only the sheriff can do that, or whatever. And uh, Avatar's like, I may be eight thousand years old, but I'm still going to sleep with this young lady. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna ride my horse away now. My fire horse. Did you get the impression that that other guy liked her or something? I got the feeling saying at the end. I got the feeling the young elf liked her. At the end, he was like, "Would you like to be my queen?" And Avatar's like, "Whoa, buddy! I called dibs." Yikes! But but they also indicated that he's going to die in the next thousand years. So maybe who knows how long they live? It's true. What'd you guys think of Blood Wolf's girlfriend? That, oh. was a, that was some dark that stuff. That was gnarly. How oppressive. Terrible. Is it going to be born a mutant? <laughs> I better kill it then. Not The next it. one won't be. Fuh. Yeah. Uh-uh. That girl, um, no, she seemed to be the sense in the relationship. 
We didn't get much of her, just that she bears the children. Yes, childbearer. <laughs> and I, it, it didn't seem like even she in the was last there. line where she was, where she, in the scene where, where uh, after someone's called slut, yeah. she shows up real quick to say, "Thank goodness my baby's alive," and then she yeah. runs away. <laughs> Gets, like it's literally her whole entire character. Gets on her Harley Davidson and flies off to the moon. Yeah. See, okay. Here's a way to improve the movie. Okay. Take it up a notch in the weirdness. Okay. Take it take it full Billy Ocean music video. Okay. Not oh just, yeah. Not just Yeah, lover boy. Like how how we doing this? It's I, like I don't even know. Like mixing I, they could probably do that for like if there was going to be a part two where mm-hmm. like technology oh wizards too has oh, started man. to like mix in with the magical society and people are like doing uh, like they are literally on Harley Davidson's. Oh man! Uh, well, yeah, I, I think I think the 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 way that they could truly have peace is if they if they get get a little more lax on that that technology band that ban on technology right and then the, yeah that'd be great. See the elves driving on motor on Harley Davidsons and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, he had, he had a good point. Like if they hadn't had any war because they hadn't had technology in the in the peaceful area of the land, uh, if it's working, right? And of course, the escalation of technology is what destroyed the planet in the first place. So this is true, which is why they banned it to begin with. Yeah. Hey, Joel. Get into my car. Get into my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you guys for watching this movie with me. Hey, the best part about this movie is how it inspired you. I think that's the best part. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I think it must have been a creative influence for a lot of people. I could only imagine, yeah. And I think, you know, there's a lot of stuff from back then that has some... that has some issues but i i uh really thought that the art was interesting and like i said unique which is probably the highest praise i have for anything is for it to be unique definitely Definitely. not just like other stuff you see if you've seen cool world or if you've seen this lord of the rings it's probably kind of like that but yeah interesting combo of technology and magic and there was almost kind of like a steampunky thing in some oh, places. Yeah. But I liked it. I thought that it was really cool. And the colors and the, like I said, like moving across like a still background. In animation, they really often don't, don't make that look so seamless. It's yeah. like they'll either have the background moving with that person or... Yeah, it, it was just really. I think I I really enjoy a lot of the experimental aspects of this film. Yeah, like just Bakshi wasn't afraid to just throw like a piece of holographic paper in, like as a shield, as yeah. a shield for an orc <laughs> that's running by, or like the eyeballs of like a a creature, and I I just I it needs to be. I, it needs to be celebrated. Just the 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 idea the idea that hey, this looks different. I haven't seen this before. Let's just do it, you know. And and uh, I they're really they're, at least mainstream wise, there isn't much like that out there right now. Yeah, it's definitely a unique item. It's it's like one that I would like want to watch and then discuss with people the way that we discussed. I think it's yeah. a great conversation piece. I'd love to like take a, a class on it or something like yeah. that. Just talk about the different. 
aspects, anima- yeah, animation style, still animation, and the music influences, and all that stuff. Like, there's a lot of layers to it. Do you remember that animated movie that we were watching that was, like, done over, like, many years? That had, like, a kind of 70s feel to it? You're talking about The Cobbler and the Thief? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, that, that was an animated film that never was finished. Or, yeah. or that, I think they, they kind of shoddily put something together. There to is like, like a full two-hour version that they, they did like animation stills to fill in the empty parts of the story. Like what, whatever the director right. originally... The cobbled version of exactly. The Cobbler and the Thief? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have it. I have it. Yeah, that, yeah that's a great movie too. You're a cobble. It kind of reminded me of that, and that one, you know that it was, like, a massive, like, yeah, they did, They put a lot of work into that. Absolutely. Yeah. And DuckTales' uh, Treasure of the Lost Lamp also. Shablooey! Oh! Aaron, <laughs> you're so crazy. <laughs> so, uh, let's wrap this guy up. Uh, I'm gonna read the outro stuff you guys think of a lesson that you learned from Wizards. Not the wizard. Oh, I hope people aren't going to be disappointed when we don't talk about Fred Savage. And uh, who's the, who's that lady that that's now like a, a song writer that you guys like? I played the girl in that movie. Sarah? Jenny Lewis? I, I haven't seen the yes. movie. Jenny Lewis. Jenny Lewis. Oh, cool. You haven't seen The Wizard? Neither have I. Yeah, dude. Is this another pick you're going to make so we have to watch it? No, it's not a science fiction or fantasy movie. It's the movie that introduced Super Mario Brothers 3 to the world. It's the an, a Nintendo movie. It's the real Nintendo movie. Uh, I mean, Super Mario Brothers 3 was like a commercial on TV that I saw like before the Super Mario Brothers TV show. Aaron, before we even knew it was going to happen, mm-hmm. there was a movie called The Wizard. Wow. And they debuted it at a game tournament in that movie. And everyone was like, ah! It's amazing. And by everyone, I mean, you know, me and <laughs> Joel. the other children. Joel. <laughs> Joel in the basement staring at the TV. <laughs> it's, I, I feel like I saw this in the theater. I could just be <laughs> making up like that memory. like you were surrounded by a whole tournament of Harold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, Ninja Turtles, we're having a tournament. Yeah. So, uh, listener, if you want to <laughs> suggest or uh, comment on this episode or any other episode, write in today at please don't podcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PDSMIOS. Links to everything is in the show notes of every episode, except for the episodes I forgot to put the show notes in. Anyways, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, or any of that stuff where you can, please leave a star or written rating. Thank you in advance for that. Check out the other podcasts on eartrumpetaudio.com. That is the podcast network we're a part of. Lots of good stuff. Uh, Going Strong is the podcast to Grayskull. I've mentioned them a whole bunch of times. I know, I know. It's just one of my personal favorites, because I, I just really dig... You could sit down and watch Masters of the Universe again. You you could, but there's something just so entertaining about the way the uh, the hosts of that show talk about the details of the, the characters and the story developments. Because as they're watching them and in show release order, like you do see the development of each of the characters, and it, it's kind of crazy. It's like it's a kids 
TV show, but they, they did actually put some thought into like how people, how these characters were like changing as storylines continued. Anyways, that stuff's all available. Your trumpet audio.com. Wizards. No, just wizard. No, wizards? They're multiple wizards. wizards too. What's a better name for this movie? D- don't, don't, don't be a, don't be a Hitler. Don't be a hater. Yeah, don't be Hitler. That's it. It's a, the day magic defeated Hitler. Now, um, a better title might be fairies and fairies and elves against technology. Yeah, that's just the buzz on the poster. That's the, that's <laughs> like the uh, anti technology, uh, <laughs> positive magic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Po- positive magic, negative technology vibes. Magic, <laughs> magic, yes. Technology, no. no. <laughs> there, boom, we got it. <laughs> got the title. Magic, yes. Technology, no. A movie about morals. Yeah. Okay, Sarah, do you have a lesson that you learned from wizards? I'm glad we workshop that. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> that was a good moment. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my lesson for wizards is make sure you have uh, a skill because they said that the only reason that they brought her along was because she could sing <laughs> I think there may have been another reason but <laughs> it's good to have a skill that you will be valued for besides just uh, looking nice <laughs> I I mean, wasn't she like like a magical creature, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about no, that. No, no, but it, but I'm just saying, like like she could provide magic, right? She yeah. could have, but Avatar was too worried that she was going to get hurt, so he didn't even want her to know that she had full magic abilities um, of a fairy. And she like had a sword; she was using that stuff. I so. mean, that's kind of my lesson here: is like, why not utilize that? Like, if you're going to war, right? Like, like tell, you got to use everything you got. Yeah, tell your friends that they have magical powers. Yeah, keep your friends fully informed. You know, it's it's important that they that they know what level spells they have. <laughs> Don't betray your friends because they'll call you a slut. <laughs> yeah, randomly. I, I no learned reason. that if you jump in the en- an enemy tank, you're still not a slut. Okay. <laughs> so these are good lessons. I learned yeah. that if yes. you're a bad guy, uh-huh. and you get captured, oh no, that your name can now be Peace, and you could be a good guy. That's. I mean, that's something that can happen. <laughs> You could change your name to Peace. Uh, <laughs> or it'll be forced on you. I don't know. And just think of all those people in prison who get released and they're all called Peace now. <laughs> it's been working. It's The system works, folks. Uh, my, my lesson is a, a very practical lesson, which is that if you ever meet twins, you can always figure out which one's the evil one because of their skeleton arms. <laughs> so don't be afraid to, you know, to look. Because you don't want to get stuck hanging out with the wrong twin. Please check your infants for skeleton arms. I have another one. They in have the, negative energy. In the in six thousand years in the future past, when these guys are around, 
we won't have to worry about being cold very often. Only every once in a great, great while will you uh, be cold enough to need a cape. Yeah. Most of the time, <laughs> you're just going to wear something that shows off everything <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> How were we supposed to know she was a woman unless we saw everything, Aaron? Uh, I don't know. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear. <laughs>